welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. This is Caleb, and this is a, maybe not a very special episode, but a kind of special episode. This is our 50th. Hey! Yeah. And uh, we have a special pick. Uh, hey! Man, oh my god, big crowd tonight. Big crowd, whoa. Huge. Uh, Chris, I think you picked our 50th pick. I did, I did. And, you know, because it's the 50th, you know, this is a, this is probably the most important movie we will ever discuss, and that is 1995's Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo. Oh, that one. Yeah. The crowd, yeah. Is- <laughs> the crowd has left the building. <laughs> The year is uh, 1995. That's right. That's right. This is um, ah, this is a good movie. Uh, I saw it <laughs> as a child on television. Um, I've it's a it's got a special place in my heart. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie, just really got me into hacking. Really hook line sinker. I just knew that I would be a hacker till I die after this movie. I- I was legitimately uh, pretty obsessed with this movie in yeah. in early high school, I would say, and yeah. the soundtrack. I I had the CD. I think I might have had the VHS. Nice, I, nice. Very, very familiar with this. Well, you've you've confided maybe on the podcast that uh, maybe one of the reasons why you were obsessed with this movie was because Angelina Jolie sort of uh, stole your heart <laughs> during it, and you're like watching uh, as a kid. Oh, oh. Uh, you're getting the story wrong, which is I like. I remember I rewatched this film semi recently, say a couple of years ago, and I was like blown away with how sexual Angelina Jolie is and yeah. the amount of amount of like uh, like wardrobe situations there are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those. Kept, kept like, how was I not like, like I was? I remember watching this movie and being like, "Yeah, I need. I want to rollerblade better." And I want. I was like, "Why this was movie not- is trying so hard to be cool?" It's <laughs> like, "Why was I not obsessed about Angelina Jolie?" And uh, I think the reason is that I was watching it on VHS on like a shitty TV yeah. and I couldn't see anything. And it was only when I finally watched it because I did not. I didn't see this in the theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so when I finally like watched it in HD, I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Yeah, there's some gratuitous body shots, not just of Angelina Jolie, but you know, in the party yeah. scene, which we'll talk about. There was Matthew like, Lillard. <laughs> Lillard. Whoa, hey. <laughs> showing it off. Meow. Let's get into uh, the first track. This is Kruder and Dorfmeister with Original Bedroom Rockers. <laughs> This is Chris. Do you have like the usually have a listing of like where these songs show up in the movie, right? Yeah, this is when uh, there's a dream of Dade in red leather, and it like zooms in. And you think it's a woman, but it zooms out, and it's Dade, and then it's Angelina waking up in a in a cold sweat. She's having a little sexy dream about the uh, the guy that she's maybe gonna fall for. Maybe I don't know. I had some friends that were really into uh, Kruder and Dorfmeister. <laughs> 
we're like this is like very euro like uh electro chill my favorite thing about them is that this uh I don't know if it was an LP or an EP, but their first release, they, <laughs> they're they like very much uh, doing exactly the Simon and Garfinkel uh, cover from Bookends. Yeah, I read something that said their cover for that uh, that album like kind of resembled the Bookends cover. It's exactly the Bookends <laughs> cover. <laughs> Kurt and Dorfmeister was also like a, like a Berkeley like electronic music classroom example mm. of like you know, like how to go about constructing a remix. Because so I guess they, Kruder and Dorfmeister were mostly known for their remixes of hip hop and uh, what's what's Chris's favorite genre that we always talk about? Um, trip hop. Trip hop. Trip, trip hop. <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, it, I, it probably took about 10 or 15 years, but this type of music now is like... Uh, high-end boutique this is like shopping music yeah yeah yeah. oh for sure ski slopes in barcelona that sort of (laughs) (laughs) i wrote in my notes right after this scene way too many dream fake out sequences in this movie there's like a lot of people waking up like oh jesus and then you yeah there's three or four at least and you get confused at like what was real and what wasn't because there's like there's one um Scene. hard movie to follow a little bit yeah like dade uh meets fisher yeah he gets he dreams that he's getting arrested then he wakes up and gets arrested yeah and, and like, then <laughs> and then dade johnny lee miller like meets fisher stevens and then he like has a like i guess a continuation of that dream where he gets arrested and then you, you're like wait so did he meet fisher stevens i don't know <laughs> like, did he meet plague the plague plague like, so I re I rewatched this film again and I'd seen it pretty recently and um you know I maybe I'm too close to it but I I still think this movie is really really good. Uh <laughs> you're too close to it. <laughs> agree to agree to disagree. Movie, but uh the worst part about it is the villains Fisher Stevens and Lorraine Bracco. They're just they're bad. Everything about it's bad. Everyone's a hacker in this movie, if you haven't seen this movie before. Well, they make... uh, It's kind of like feels like it's set kind of slightly in the future, but they made one drastic miscalculation, which is that all the cool kids rollerblade and the the guy who's not cool skateboards. (laughs) Which is the bad guy's always on a skateboard and you're supposed to like think that he sucks. You're like, oh... I think that if the cool kids had been skateboarding, I probably would have started skateboarding and <laughs> my whole trajectory would have been much cooler in life. Oh God. I was a rollerblade kid. I was yeah, too. So- <laughs> I was too. And a skateboard kid. Crazy. I couldn't hack yeah. the planet, man. There was a big war between rollerblades and skateboards and uh, I backed the wrong uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. backed the wrong group. <laughs> it was because of this fucking movie. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. There was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Was there no like intense rollerblading <laughs> game? <laughs> I don't uh, think there was. Wasn't there, there was, like a Blades of Steel or something? There was like I think Jet maybe Set on, Radio. Like, I think maybe Super Nintendo was a cutoff. I think by the time PlayStation came around, they had like... It was all jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> they were done with the rollerblading. But uh, So the bad guys, Lorraine Bracco, obviously from The Sopranos, mm-hmm. which she's fantastic. She's terrible in this. Yeah. She's... And then... Uh, <laughs> She far too often is like 
uh, what uh, computer hard drive? Speak English, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, very easy stuff. Very low There's level. There's one stuff. scene where they're fighting over. I guess it's the first time you realize that they're the two that are uh, that planted the virus that's going to steal all the money. Yeah, and they're they're yelling at each other, and it's all like exposition where you learn that they're the bad guys, but mm-hmm. they're doing it in like the a crowded lobby of like a corporate office yeah, where they're just like, like, if they find out we're stealing the corporation's money, I'm going to kill you. Just like as they're going up an escalator surrounded by people that work at that company, grabbing papers from people that are handing (laughs) them to just like have some discretion. Uh, Fisher Stevens, we should say is from short circuit Yeah, where he he played an Indian man (laughs) offensively. Oh, Lil Neck Stevens. Have you seen him recently? His, his neck is nowhere to be found. It's really strange. I know. <laughs> He's just like gotten a smaller and smaller neck while his head is getting bigger. I hope it's not anything medical and that I have to, I'm being mean, but his neck is like nowhere to be found. He looks like a Times Square caricature of Dennis Miller. <laughs> very, very accurate. We better get into track two. Let's do it. This is Underworld with Cowgirl. So this was uh, when I was revisiting the soundtrack for this episode. This was the point where I realized that I was, <laughs> my brain was poisoned by nostalgia. And I was like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, how, how long do you think that track is, listeners? That, that track is solid. eight minutes and eight, eight 53 minutes. seconds. Oof. I got into uh, Underworld. A a razor a and and <laughs> um, I, th- I think that it's good. One thing that we're going to run into a lot is that the BPM of of the sound of 1995 is a little little out of control. Best BPM to <laughs> hack to, dude. Best BPM to hack to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was essentially um, it was born out of um, the UK's uh, addiction to <laughs> to ecstasy, <laughs> but it, it ended up being the perfect like BPM for like video games and and driving and just kind of like bored suburban suburban yeah. youth. The song is uh, when they're playing the video game uh, at oh, yeah. Cyberdelia, <laughs> Cyberdelia, or wherever they're going. The Cyberdelia. The their hangout in this movie is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's the man. exact same. It's the lair that the Foot Clan have in Ninja Turtles, right? It's like everything cool you could ever imagine. It's like skating but it's indoors. Also like a, it's a Tony and Hawk level. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. is a half pipe that goes up to an arcade. Yeah. Yeah. And they play that PlayStation game or whatever that looks really lame. <laughs> it's like an early Star Fox game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's some tunnel running terrible game. You guys, you guys are jaded. It looks fun. <laughs> it looks fun and awesome. I can't remember. What's the name of that Shia LaBeouf uh, like EDM movie? 
that came out. Did you guys ever see that? Oh, I think you're confusing. It's a Zac Efron movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think it's, it's called a, We Are Your Friends or something, or I can't remember. It's, oh, it's some song it, it, name. It's and all it, about him being a DJ, and he's yeah. like, what you want to do is you start out at 120 BPM, and then you build them up, and you hit the perfect tempo, 130. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it. I don't think anybody Crank watched it. that. Two yeah, no one saw it. BPMs higher, and that's when you've got them. Just get to back to an amazing movie. Yeah. Hackers is so fun. <laughs> You're talking Johnny about Lee Miller. Uh, even if they probably had to shave him like three times a day to make him look like a teenager. <laughs> I know, right? He's a he's a hairy. He's got a thick thick beard under there. And was this after Train Spotting? Uh, no, I think this is actually the year before. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of Angelina Jolie's first films. Even though I think that she's probably. She's got to be at least 18 because there's nudity in the movie. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she's probably younger than you would think. But everybody else, there's one character, Joey, who's kind of the the dipshit friend. Yeah, he, he ends up being in like swim fan. A lot of stuff. Yeah, Josh yeah. And, uh, bring Bradford. it on. Yeah. And bring yeah, it yeah. on. Uh, he kind of, his character is cursed in this movie as being the only one who's actually a teenager. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is just like, <laughs> dude, Nikon is like 34. Yeah, yeah. He's so well, much older. Do they? Does he go to school with them, or because? No, I don't he, think so. But he's hanging he around. Went, yeah, I think he's a little bit older. He's they, hanging out with high school. He's kids. hanging out with high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Josh Bradford has like braces and like, <laughs> like yeah. hasn't gone through puberty yet. He's like, like a foot and a half shorter than everybody else, so he's chain smoking. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Jesse Bradford. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, critics' consensus here, we've got a 33% on the, what? Uh, what? the tomato meter, Ugh. but audience score, we've got a 68%. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> That's right. I Okay. So I think that a lot of the hate comes down on uh, the liberties they take with the hacking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we re- we recently did uh, Office Space, in which yeah. you actually see like the real operating <laughs> systems that were being used. And this and the Office 90s? Space was late 90s so it was probably like five years after this if not uh longer so i maintain that you know there's a lot of like really bad like cbs shows where it's like they have to juice up all the hacking like anytime they show a computer screen it like just looks goofy they try to make it more exciting i think in this it's like you either either do it like the way it really looks like which is super fucking boring yeah or you just go whole hog and (laughs) i appreciate that they you just look at the screen and it's just like it looks like Tron in there for no reason. Yeah. They're just staring at Winamp visualizations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what hacking is. Stephen Ray from the Philadelphia Inquirer so, so eloquently <laughs> says Hackers isn't a very good movie, but it's a darn sight more fun than The Net. Yeah. Yeah. This oh. came out the, I think they actually postponed this because I think it was supposed to come out around the same time as The Net. And they were yeah. worried that it was going to oversaturate. Um, the niche market of people interested in the internet. Uh, <laughs> it's the internet. This internet fad. For, for this episode, I pulled a clip. This was um, from 1994. This is probably around the time that they were filming this movie the year before Hackers is came out. Is this the uh, the Today Show clip? The Yeah, the Today Show. And it's Bryant Gumbel and I think uh, Katie Couric. And they're talking about the internet. So listen to this, guys. There it is. <laughs> Violence at NBC GECOM. I mean... Well, what Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet that anyway? Internet is uh, that 
massive computer right. network. Mm -hmm. The one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? That's big? How does one, what do you write to it, like mail? No, a lot of people use it and communicate. With, I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is? No, she can't say anything in 10 seconds or less. Oh, <laughs> oh. Allison will be in the studio shortly. <laughs> what is, what it, it starts off where, you know, they're supposed to read out, you know, the, the email address for the segment or whatever for, so people can write in with their comments. And Brian Cumble's confused with the at sign. He's like, is that at or and? What, and? <laughs> What is internet? What so is I love, internet. It, I love that it's there's no article. It's just what is internet? Internet. Internet. What is ninety four? Like I remember using the internet pretty regularly in ninety four, but <laughs> AOL was going strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people still didn't know, and then you know they didn't want to show up for the movie. I don't think. I don't think it did very well in the theaters. Uh, but I'd say if if Brian Gumble doesn't know what fucking dot com means, then I think it's like, yeah, when we show a computer screen, we're gonna have to just do like fancy pictures of like colors flying around for get people to be excited about internet. Yeah, I mean, they made hacking seem, I, I assume, exponentially cooler than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's gotta be really boring. I mean, maybe it's a thrill. Maybe I don't know. Hack us. Maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> Come at us, keyboard cowboys. <laughs> All right, I've got, I've got a lot more to say, but let's jump into track three. Track three, we've got Prodigy with Voodoo People. I maintain that's a good song that's just way too fast. <laughs> but it's scoring it's scoring one of the many like hacking uh, montages. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if it's a song that I would throw on. <laughs> no. No, it's it's a song that I have not thrown on in a long time, but I found myself enjoying it quite a bit. You have to be uh, either like, you know, drag racing somebody uh <laughs> souped up like you know hatchback <laughs> or <laughs> running in like tunnels underneath london or something like that i don't know this is i remember when i was in high school the prodigy or i think they just went by prodigy then uh they really broke out with fat of the land, <laughs> fat of the land. which was a little crab um, on the cover the guy who became the vocalist or one of the vocalists with the he's got like the kind of the devil, devil hair and haircut yeah he passed away recently but uh this is from the album before which is i feel like almost all the vocals were sampled and there wasn't it was like much more kind of industrial uh electro and less like kind of alternative electro i don't know how you'd describe that mm -hmm. but the uh <laughs> i will say that the album cover for this record is like hilariously dated because it looks like a like a hot topic or like a Spencer's gifts, like ghost thing coming out. Do you know what I'm talking Spencer's about? Spencer's gifts. That's where I got my first lava lamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably walked right by the uh, prodigy album cover sculpture. <laughs> you bought that lava lamp. And the crazy thing about prodigy. If I remember like on, M on a TRL, they were playing their music videos alongside like music videos by the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. 
Chris, are you looking at that album cover? You, did you pull it up? Yeah, it's it's like a face <laughs> screaming out of like what looks like carbonite or something. And it's like, nah! <laughs> so 1994, music for the jilted generation. And man, <laughs> my brother had that CD. He also had Fat of the Land and God, Hook, yeah, Line, yeah. Sinker. I loved Prodigy in middle school. Yeah, I was I was really big into Fat of the Land, but I yeah. I had this soundtrack and probably some other things with like some earlier earlier Prodigy songs on them. Yeah, the, they had Breathe on um, Fat of the Land and had like samurai sword sounds in the song in the song. like, this is awesome. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is during the hacker showdown, uh, right after, I guess like Dade had just the ban, the, the seven year ban had been lifted and he was allowed to use computers and touchtone telephones again. And yeah, he immediately, yeah. you know, hacks with sunglasses on. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. so at the beginning of the movie, when he's a kid, he gets in trouble for hacking and yeah. uh, goes to court and he's banned from using any computer or uh, touchtone telephone for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Which is a thing that's like, that's stuff that really happens. Like when yeah. people get uh, busted for hacking, especially kids, it's like they don't go to prison, but they can't use like phones. Like nowadays it really fucks up your life. You like well, can't like, do anything. The WikiLeaks guy like can't get near any like screen. <laughs> like, so they just, just can't be near a screen. <laughs> yeah, like. uh, all right, Nikki, what do we got next? Uh, we've got track four. This is Left Field with Open Up. Now we're uh, cooking with gas. <laughs> are we? Is that what? Are we smelling gas? Is that what we've just left gas on? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I kind of like this song. This left field we've had on a couple episodes already. Yeah, I think the Go soundtrack, and then they had a song on Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. They're Which all over this that. soundtrack, by the way. Yeah, There's a couple. And that's uh, on this one. the vocals on this. Uh, John Lydon. That's Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols and uh, mm-hmm. Public Image Limited. We should say that there are uh, many soundtracks to uh, this movie, Hackers. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's many discs, and we are doing the, uh, I believe, the first disc. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the OG. This was what they released, and then uh, it, it was such a big hit because it's good. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> they kept putting them out, and I think that there is a lot of music that didn't make it onto the first soundtrack. But then I think. The feeling I always had is that they started kind of uh, filling them out with songs like inspired by. Yeah. The names of the albums are Hackers, colon, Their Only Crime Was Curiosity, colon, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. That was the original tagline. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And then Hackers uh, to the Second Power, Squared, (laughs) is music from and inspired by the original motion picture, Hackers. We are not doing that. And there's Hackers to the Third Power, music from and inspired by the original motion picture Hackers. 
So, so hackers cubed. Hackers cubed. <laughs> yeah. we, we might do those other ones at some point. <laughs> but this is the one that this is the album that I owned and listened to a ton. So yeah, I think this is pretty legit. This song was uh, playing, I guess, now that Dade's in high school and they he, he has to move to New York for some reason his senior year, and he's like, oh, yeah. super Boo-hoo. pissed off. <laughs> yeah, he's like, New York sucks. Oh, I'm a hacker. This is probably the coolest place to be if you're a hacker. It doesn't matter where you are. He lives in a great neighborhood in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. You know? He goes to the. That- he lives in a nice brownstone. <laughs> yeah. So we did we did the Lost Boys recently, and uh, the kids in the Lost Boys were constantly bitching about having to move to like uh the california coast uh from where they were from like arizona Arizona. yeah yeah. at least he's coming from he's coming from seattle in the 90s which is you know pretty happening and he's got like the nirvana posters and yeah uh there's some sort of eddie vetter reference at some point but he was not Um, he did not have the uh seattle outfits you know not not no plaid in sight he was already wearing like motorcycle jackets and like camo like shredded up chain stuff like he was definitely like in the new york party monster scene like club kid guess what rollerbladers (laughs) seattle rains all the time (laughs) you're not you don't want to be out there rollerblading (laughs) and it was uh it was filmed at the stoyvesant school uh, which there was, I, I guess, that pool trick, like the pools on the top floor. Man, go check it out. Yeah. That was a that was a real prank they used at the old Stuyvesant School, apparently. Yeah, I was kind of surprised in rewatching it. I was, I think, I was expecting it to be like shot in Vancouver and just be like, "Welcome to the big city, New York," and it's just like the mountains behind there, which was like a big <laughs> '90s thing. Yeah, but I was like, "Oh shit, no, this is you know, like during this montage, they're up there hacking on top of the Empire State Building for no reason, but <laughs> it works because it makes a hacking montage something that should be super lame, yeah, pretty fun to watch." <laughs> I don't know if that was during this hacking montage. This was just There's a lot of fortuitous shots of. <laughs> The Twin Towers, just kidding. The movie's a hacking montage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear uh, track five. Sounds good. This is Carl Cox with Phoebus Apollo. I got hacked earlier this week. You did? Yeah. Someone logged into my uh, Amazon Prime account from uh, Michigan. Oh, shit. Jeez. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding up all right. <laughs> there's <laughs> At one point in this movie, there's the uh, like the hackers unite from around the world to, to help. And also, there are all these uh, altruistic hackers. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And they're like showing clips. And at one point, it's like these Russians hacking away on a computer. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no. These fucking guys. <laughs> okay, funny trivia. Uh, the British guy who's like, <laughs> he answers the phone. There's like the, you know, London Bridge yeah. in the background. It's yeah, um, like, the guy from Eurythmics. It's uh, oh. Dave Stewart. And he has like a really good, he's like, 
Okay, let's go. (laughs) It's funny, in rewatching it this time, for the first time when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to know who that is because the way that they shoot it and the way that that guy's acting, he has to be famous because something is weird. I'm glad that you knew that. (laughs) It totally threw me off, too. I was like, that's got to be somebody that I'd like. Is that somebody in the hacker community that like got some weird... Nod. Well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of references like um, the fictional supercomputers they're talking about hacking all the time are called Gibsons, mm-hmm. which is a reference to William Gibson, the yeah. author who wrote the Neuromancer. Uh, yeah, like cyberpunk, created cyberpunk or whatever. Yeah. Um, so guy, I was kind of wondering if it was one of those, like if it was an author. Um, the guy who wrote this movie, like, definitely did his research because it's like filled with stuff that nobody gives a shit about (laughs) um like so many references to like actual hackers and like actual stuff that like hackers have done there's a like that's the thing rabbit rabbit viruses Mm -hmm. it's really funny when uh there's one part where they're pulling out like the the books that you have to like study to be a hacker and those are all real things Mm -hmm. and they're they make a point of always talking about like the phone freaking thing which was like the very original hacking where you would put coins into a payphone and record that and you would figure out how to manipulate like the automated uh, payphone services. Mm-hmm. And so like all of that, you're like, Oh, this is like so real. And then as soon as you see a, a computer screen, <laughs> it's yeah. just completely bananas. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And that, <laughs> yeah, the guy, I guess he only, the only other thing he wrote was a uh, carry Two: the rage. <laughs> and then he's done nothing oh. else. He's like a miscellaneous cast member or um, crew member on The Lone Gunman, which was that short-lived X-Files spinoff. But, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Not great. Nope. Raphael Moreau. All right. Carl Cox. I, this song is, in my mind, neither good nor bad. It holds up probably a lot better than a dance song, a dance track from 1995 should, but it's... Phoebus kind of, Apollo. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of generic. I mean, I think Carl Cox went on to become like kind Phoebus. of a superstar, like British. Uh, you know, there's kind of like a culture of celebrity DJs didn't quite cross over to the US. Yeah. I think he had a, I think he was like, you know, uh, tied up with like Paul Oakenfeld and all those like. Best DJ in the know, world, Paul Oakenfeld. Cheese monsters. Yeah. <laughs> that was the sentiment for such a long time. Yeah. I remember. Even like late high school, early college, it was all about Paul Oakenfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, in that like fast montage clip from Rules of Attraction, he was like, yeah, I took a DC8, blah, 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 and then he's like, met up with Paul Oakenfeld, the best DJ in the world. <laughs> like, <he's, laughs> yeah. It was true in the 90s. <laughs> all right, Nikki, what, what are we up to track six? Coming up on track six, this is Josh Abrams with The Joker. reading another Rotten Tomatoes review. This is from uh, Jay Boyer of the Orlando Sentinel. 
when it's time for the big cyber showdown, we're stuck once again with footage of frantic typing. <laughs> <laughs> that showdown is is some of the most ridiculous where it's like, oh, what is, oh, we got, we got a rabbit. And it's like everything, it's like they're attacking it like a video game and it's yeah. all happening in real time. <laughs> You're just like, oh, come on. And then Lorraine Bracco said, rabbit? Speak English. What does that mean? Like, it's like a cancer. He's like, cancer? Rabbits? Where am Brain? I? <laughs> Brain? Explain it. <laughs> just like, get oh, out of here. This guy, Josh Abrams, who did that last track, he got tied up with uh, with our friend Baz Lerman. Oh, no. Baz. Bozzy, Bozzy, Boz. Boz. The Boz. He was involved, I think, a little, maybe in the Moulin Rouge soundtrack, but... Uh, more more importantly the song uh oh shit the, what is it actually called the the sunscreen song that oh, no. inexplicably produced um, oh it's the song that has like the narration over the top of it falsely attributed to kurt vonnegut or something <laughs> yeah. he's like i never gave that speech yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say any of that <laughs> but this is this guy was one of the producers of that track oh, oh boy. boy yeah Hey, good for him, man. Sunscreen. <laughs> Always use sunscreen. Which was like sampling one, a song that uh, Boz Lerman commissioned for Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. And then he and then he laid down the, that weird speech on top of it. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, that's one of our uh, unreleased episodes. Lost apps. Yeah, that... Behind the paywall. <laughs> Behind the paywall, also us um, playing crosswords via Zoom together. <laughs> so... <laughs> You're really missing out, you guys. You got to pay that 99 per month to get those episodes. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Up next, we've got track seven. This is Orbital with Halcyon and on and on. I I love this song. <laughs> this is I'm good. This is a good one with those like pitch bendy Kodo sounds. Yeah, this is kind of reminding me of like Justin Bieber. What do you mean? Yeah, Maybe this was an influence. It was a sound that was definitely there. Was a guy I want to say his name's like ATB, and he was very much abusing that like uh, that bendy sound. Yeah, because that got really popular, and then it kind of disappeared for a long time. And now like pitch bendy flutes and strings are like. Super yeah. popular in EDM because it's great because it's a great sound. <laughs> uh, I like this song. This is in the movie when uh, at actually towards the beginning, yeah, this is like they, maybe opening credits after he gets uh, arrested as a kid. Yeah, when they throw and, the book at an eleven-year-old for, and, <laughs> for yeah, and then they're flying from uh, the Pacific Northwest to New York City, just like a young Caleb did not too long ago, about eleven <gasps> years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. To start your I'm new life you, as a hacker. This movie, I mean. this movie burrowed in, and it <laughs> fucked up my life. Are you secretly a hacker, and we just don't know no. about it, dude? 
yeah this is why this is why i can i know how to rollerblade and i live in new york city it's all because of this <laughs> fucking movie but uh he's hacking us as we speak where i mean we're wide open right now doing the episode <laughs> what's your hacker name dude <laughs> oh god what is yeah what's your favorite hacker name in this movie i mean Ooh. zero cool is pretty funny yeah i um, think that's actually the best one angelina jolie has a pretty great one yeah acid burn acid burn uh serial is our is our main man matthew lillard serial killer which um apparently that Preference was the, to the scream yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently, Serial might have been a nod to an infamous hacker that went by Captain Crunch or Captain Crunch. Like it's so it's so leveled the nuances and the references to hacking that went over everybody's head who watched that movie. My favorite, actually, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the guy that plays Freak, Renoli Santiago. Yeah, who's like legitimately, I want to hang out with him all the time. That character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks cool, like, man. Very cool. I remember him being in Con Air, and then I think he was in Dangerous Minds before this. Yeah, Con. He's the uh, the transgender pres, uh, prisoner in Con Air. That's like yeah. definitely what he's cemented uh, in my mind. <laughs> Con Air does not hold up very well. The no, politics it does of not. Con Air. No. <laughs> uh, this movie, I think the politics of this movie hold up pretty well. I think it's pretty like it's pretty They're, cool. These people all like they know what's up it's kind of a feminist movie like angelina jolie's character is like maybe the best hacker yeah yeah no, he's giving her wants. like a little bit of like unnecessary shit at the beginning of the movie when yeah. he's trying to beat out her high score on Star Fox. <laughs> he's like pretty good for a girl yeah there was yeah, <laughs> do you remember those have you seen those um i think it was like a cbs thing and it's like what would you do in these uh situations and like it's oh, like yeah. uh like a person at a restaurant's being like racist to the to, to a server, or like uh, somebody's being it was, homophobic. It was like a hidden, hidden camera show. It's a hidden camera show, and one of them was like <laughs> two uh, like paid actor boys were being mean to a paid actor girl in a video game stop sure <laughs> or a video game store and they were like yeah, i remember that girls can't be good at video games and it's like <laughs> would you intervene in the it's like wait, what a like you guys are running out of ideas for this like it's so weirdly specific garbage yeah <laughs> oh i did notice um early on while this song was playing i guess it it transfers from like uh when he's a child to when he's in new york and then he's hacking that tv station Oh, yeah. And he calls in and he's like, uh, this is uh, Eddie Vedder and I'm uh, in the accounting department, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I had to rewind that part a couple of times to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah, he yeah man, say, he's from Seattle. This is Eddie These Vedder. are all deep Seattle references. <laughs> Eddie Vedder, deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> but my girlfriend, uh, her parents got scammed uh, very recently and like somebody called uh, posing as my girlfriend. They called her mom from like a landline and was like, I've been in an accident. And she's like, this doesn't sound like you, Kelsey. Oh, and she's no. like, it is my, I've been crying. Um, but like mom, everything, it's me, mom, <laughs> it's me. And then, um, she's like, it's okay. Cause like my friend Valerie was with us and like, you know, made up name and her dad's a lawyer and here he is. And then, uh, the fake lawyer dad was like, yes, this is, uh, uh, I'm Mr. Becker, the lawyer. Um, Walter Becker as the <laughs> like later like nobody caught the reference until they were recounting the story to me and I was like his name was Steely Walter Dan? Becker of Steely Dan <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa what a name 
This is probably the same um, guys. Probably the same hackers. I don't know. Man, their only crime was curiosity. <laughs> and other crimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, that's kind of... The utopian aspect of young hackers doesn't quite hold up today. <laughs> the Walter Becker, rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace. Walter Becker. Yeah. Walter Becker. They definitely commit some crimes in this movie. Like they ruin yeah, yeah, that FBI are... agent's life. <laughs> Just... I was kind of, when I was rewatching that, I was, I remembered it a little bit more like, he turns 18 and he can just use computers like a normal kid finally. And then he gets kind of like sucked back into the world to be cool or whatever. Yeah, but no, it's that. like none the movie starts and he immediately just like, I got my old computer. It's time to commit crimes. <laughs> and like, how was he up to date on all the Like a lot changes in seven years in the nineties. You could, you got the, the books. You can just read those books. I guess <laughs> read the hacking books. <laughs> and dream that one day you could do it again yeah. <laughs> all right nikki what do we got coming up next we have got track eight plastico communicate headquake hazy cloud mix A lot of remixes in my day, but I've never seen a, uh, a headquake hazy cloud mix. Yeah, you're too you're too young. They all they all used to be headquake remixes. Uh, that's a bad song. That's a, I don't like that. That must have been was that scoring another weird dream. What do we know about a uh, plastico? I don't know anything about plastico. I don't either. The last couple of songs, I don't think they appeared uh, in the movie. I will say. Well, uh, the orbital song was definitely in the movie. But oh, the orbital, yeah, the orbital one was. Uh, my bad, but uh, the the two before that one, I could not, I could neither find nor find on the internet where it appeared in the movie. Uh, and this one there's, is the same. There's also, there's a lot of like a pretty decent score running throughout the movie that didn't end up on this. Yeah, our main man. Who's our main man? Uh, Simon Boswell. Oh yeah. He's done a lot of like, uh, I'd say kind of like culty scores. Uh, like the guy, I think the crazy guy that did um, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, but yeah. then he got fired off of his movie and then he snuck back onto his movie as an extra. What's his name? Richard Harris or something? No. They just couldn't get rid of that guy. <laughs> get rid of him. Uh, that, there's a documentary about the... I was talking about it with Nick last week. Yeah, Yeah, uh, yeah. Lost Souls is what it's called. (laughs) It's on my list. I mean, I've I've seen like clips of it. It just uh, you see like people dressed in the in all the animal garb and they're like on their break smoking cigarettes. (laughs) Dude, it's so dark, dude. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, it's so crazy. But that guy was like a kind of an independent, kind of like a you know you'd say like a genre director, kind of in the way that uh, like John Carpenter. Yeah, you know very inventive but very indie and I, he had done a couple yeah. movies that are i haven't watched that were pretty well regarded before he did well before he got fired from doing uh island yeah. of dr moreau dust and devil i think was one of his movies um and i think one it's before I think the same guy scored a couple of those simon boswell cool cool 
That's that's what I know about Plastico. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent research. <laughs> we are coming up on a break. Oh, coming up on a break. Uh, at the end of the episode, we're going to recommend a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. One of our favorite uh, computer songs. And I've heard... I've, uh, got one picked out. I've heard you get a new game for us, Caleb. Is that right? I do have a newish game for you, a special game for our 50th episode. Ooh. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm a computer. <laughs> I'm a computer guy. <laughs> I was singing that earlier today. <laughs> Stick with us. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the track listing podcast. As always, we want to hear from you. Hey! Hey! Thank you for listening to the podcast. Welcome to our ad. Uh, how can they uh, reach out to us, Chris? Well, you can find us on Instagram. That is at tracklistingpodcast. You can Gmail us. Do people, uh, it's 2020 now. I don't know if people email anymore. People but if, if, if you want Gmail, it's uh, tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. And rate and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And make sure to follow our uh, official Spotify tracklisting playlist on Spotify. Get on that iTunes and try to balance out our one one-star review. Yeah, who did that? <laughs> who hey! hey! Thanks for listening. We love y'all. And we're back. Welcome back to the Hacker Soundtrack. But before we get back, we do have a game prepared by Caleb Brown. I put together uh, a little bit of a special game for our special 50th episode. It's it's related to the only Connect game that we do. Yeah. Um, except for these are 10 tracks that are all part of one pattern. And I want you guys to try to guess what each next song is going to be. Uh, the pattern should be, you know, pretty easy to crack or hopefully decently easy so after a few songs hopefully you're on to it or something close to it okay um to sweeten the deal this is a special episode i am gonna give you guys one dollar hold on let me show you <gasps> i've got the venmo app open oh, venmo is open man. daddy got his stimulus <laughs> check <laughs> daddy's got a full bank account so uh I'm going to give you $1 if you get the artist right for the next track and an extra dollar if you get the song right. Damn, dude. That's some big money. And by the way, so, my uh, Venmo is at Chris Darden for anyone who wants oh, to yeah. just throw me money. money. So we're going to hear clue one, and that's going to give us an idea of what uh, clue two might be. Yeah, and... Uh, Technically, if you guys get all of them right, the possible twenty dollars is ten dollars a piece. It's going to be hard to guess the first song, <laughs> so maybe more like eighteen, maybe more like sixteen, and probably more like seven or eight. But uh, you guys, you guys ready? This is this is head to head. This is money's on the line. You guys work as a team. You're going to split every dollar you <laughs> you earn. Okay. And uh, this is if you we're not going to replay any of the songs. If you have any questions about what the song you just heard is, I'll tell you the artist and title. But let's uh, let's go in with the first clue. Here's clue one. What you say? Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Oh, woman, oh, woman, oh, woman. 
think about that. Let's hit the road, Jack. Um, by Ray Charles. Ray by Charles, Ray Charles. Road, Jack. Okay. Um, so nobody so, pre-guessed, so you already lost $2. So wait, we owe you down. money now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the road again, Willie Nelson? Yeah. Okay. Um, we got to think of the next... The next song, Ray Charles. In a sequence. It could be Charles... Somebody hit the road, Jack. Oh, Jack. Uh, maybe something to do with suits, cards. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's something to do with queens. Song so with queen in the title. You're going to have to give me a specific song if you want to earn some dollars. All right. Um, Big money. <laughs> come on. Song with queen in the title. Ooh. I can think of the other way about, around. About certainly. ABBA Dancing Queen. There we go. Ooh. I love it. It's a good guess. ABBA, Dancing Queen. I'm going to pretend to write that down. That's not the right answer. Let's hear the right answer. Okay. Right, so what do you guys think that song is? I Want You Back, okay. Jackson 5. All right. right. Um, that is correct. Okay. So... I want you back, Jack Jackson Five. We've got Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Hit the road, Jack Jackson Five. I want you back. Yeah. So it's like get out of here, but wait now come back. <laughs> and now maybe this is another get out of here song. <laughs> wait, is this? <laughs> hang on. Is the pattern? Are these all part of the same pattern? Or is it's it all one pattern? They one. They all follow the same rules, and I feel like Nick was closer than <laughs> <laughs> whatever's going through your mind right now. Jack, okay, back. So Jack, back. All right, I think you guys got to lock in with this third guess. Um, I'm not sure. I think I got to hear a clue three to start to get the uh, sequence here. All right, I'm going to make a note here that you guys just threw away two more dollars. I'm going to I'm just going to guess um oh. 10 crack commandments <laughs> by Notorious BIG. I don't know. Okay. All right. I'm going to pretend to write that down. Let's listen to clue 3. Quit playing games with my So we had Ray Charles with Hit the Road Jack, Jackson 5 with I Want You Back, and that was the Backstreet Boys with Quit Playing Games With My Heart. Okay. Love that track. So the name, okay, so, okay, how do I describe this? But Hit the Road Jack, and then the first part of the, it's the last part is the first part. So Hit the Road Jack, and then the artist is the Jackson 5. And the song was uh, I Want You Back, and now that's Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Okay. So Backstreet Boys. Quit playing games with my heart. Heart. heart Barracuda. Barracuda or heart. Is that, is that what you guys are? What's What's another heart song with something that's not as difficult as Barracuda? How about Heart Magic Man? Let me make a note. Heart Magic Man. Let's hear the answer to clue number four. You 
guys just banked one dollar. Yeah. That is heart with all I want to do is make love to you. Okay. Good job. We maybe have you too. Maybe Sunday, Bloody Sunday, their their best love song. Or UB40, Red Red Wine. Or, yeah. Any U. Mm, a lot of options here. Um, Are there? <laughs> not, not as many as you'd think. <laughs> you want to do sun- Sunday, Bloody Sunday? Maybe UB40, Red Red Wine has more um, options for bands that start with wine. My pen, my pen is hovering. L- let's shoot for red, red wine. Yeah, UB forty, red, red wine. Okay. Clue five. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Only to be with her. Still haven't found. Okay, Two so more dollars that old Caleb's gonna stick back into his bank account. This is great. What I'm looking for. Uh, so what we got? The four tops, the four seasons, four non blondes, four non blondes. Yeah, let's do that. And then what's going on? I like it. Four non blondes. Down four non blondes. What's going on? So let's listen to number six. Clue six. I'm scared. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice oh. our love. Literal F O R. Foreigner. Foreigner. Cold as oh, he, cold he's as getting ice. a little. Uh, yeah, four. Foreigner. Foreigner. Now you see, hey guys, you you're getting further from the mind meld. Yeah, this is okay. These are all love songs. You gotta though. think like Caleb thinks. <laughs> you gotta become Caleb. You gotta <laughs> hack into that mind. So, you know, Ice Ice or Ice Ice Cube love song. You got Ice T love song. Um yeah, does Ice Cube have a love song? No. Does Ice T have a love song? No. I don't think uh I don't think these are all love songs. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think they <laughs> are. A lot of songs. Write that down, Caleb. Write that down. <laughs> I'm write, hold on, I'm gonna write them down. Love song. <laughs> Um, let's do Ice Cube. No. Yeah, okay. Let's do Ice Cube. Um, um, what's the one that's done to the Rocky theme song? We be uh, we be clubbing. We be clubbing. I'm write down Ice Cube. Ice Cube. <laughs> I don't know. Caleb be, has fantastic handwriting. We be way. clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear Clue Seven. <laughs> Shit. Get me on the court and I'm troubled. <laughs> Last week messed around and got a triple double. Freaking brothers every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Why did I say we be clubbing? Oh my I god! I like we be clubbing. I actually, <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, but not as much as I like. It was a good day. But Ice Cube, you just banked your second dollar. That is one dollar a piece. Fiftieth episode. Yeah. Extravaganza. Cash dollar money. Dash. Dollar dash. <laughs> okay. Good job. Good job. That's, so uh, what was the what was the song title? It ends in day. Today was a it good was day. a good day. It was a good day. Um oof. Day. What if we still hadn't gotten the pattern by now? What would you have been doing? <laughs> yeah, it would have been interesting. You, I, I like made sure that the first three would make the, the pattern pretty bare. 
Okay, day. back, back street. <laughs> day. Days of the new. No, it's too specific. No? That's, uh, what are day, you talking about? That's perfect. Or Dave day. Matthews Band. <laughs> <laughs> With a Y. Let's do, yeah, Days of the New. Um, what's the song by them? Um, they had some music on way too many soundtracks that we've covered. A lot of the early uh, I can't remember any any titles to. I think Godzilla soundtrack yeah. had some Days of the New. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe like the Wayne's World. It's one of the first Wayne's few. Ro- can't hardly wait. Some Something early. Listeners, help us out. <laughs> Some track by Days of the New for Clue 8. Yep, let's do it. Lock it in. Clue All right, 8. You're throwing away a dollar, but I'm going to lock that in. Days of the New. <laughs> a monster by With Days of the New. I don't un- know. Unknown. Okay. <laughs> David Bowie. David Bowie oh, with Heroes. David. We were on the same wavelength with being close to the Godzilla soundtrack. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah, it's Dylan, very, very. <laughs> uh, okay. Heroes. 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 What's a band that starts with Heroes? I'm trying to think of even a play on like, words here. It's like gym class Heroes, but I think it has to start with Hero. He wrote. He rose. He rose. He he is risen. Uh, that beautiful Christian rock band. He is risen. Um, uh, this is for Clue Nine, by the way. Nine out of ten. Fuck. Um, I can't think of a single band. I'm sure it's going to come to me right after this, but don't know any. Yeah, we might have to hear Clue Nine. Yeah, yeah. Let's just jump into it. This might be a little, a little more obscure, but let's uh, let's hear it. Rose Royce is the band, the group that does car Oh, Cheers. <laughs> That's Rose Royce. Royce. That's okay. Yeah. That's you're gonna hurt yourself Famous stretching like that, Caleb. <laughs> hey. My money, I make the rules. <laughs> this, is, this is the last, the last clue. I the think last it's opportunity to get some of this federal money, federal American dollars. I think it's washed out. Uh, and then what's their Portlandia song? Feel it all around. Feel it all around. Joint effort. Good samples. Gary Lowe's yeah. song of some other title. Yeah. yeah. Feel it all around. Clue 10. All right. Lock it in. Hold on. Let me write it down. <laughs> what is all this writing? Okay. Not yet. Not yet. I'm still... Okay. Writing it them. backwards and upside down. It's got a lot of ink. All right. Here we are. Clue 10. Called it. Nailed it. Are you kidding me? You guys might remember that old Caleb is from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Outside of Portland, Oregon for many years. $4. Hey. Very good. $2 a piece. 
These are dollars that have never been spent. These are brand new dollars going your way straight from the federal government. I got a weird debit card. It's weird. You got a debit card? That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, send me a debit card. Yeah, yeah, because um, I just, I, I literally, I'm not lying. I just got my stimulus uh, package, but it, well, I think what happened is that a lot of people were stealing the actual checks. Yeah. There was a lot of fraud going on. So they started sending out these things that you had to call in and then activate with your like social security number. Oh, shit. And it's like, I didn't a, even know about that. It's a debit card that uh, the government sends you. Yeah. Well, now four of those dollars are mine. <laughs> Yeah, that's now I send the dollars to you and then you spend dollars on other podcasts, I guess. And yeah. that's how the economy gets moving. Yeah. Through podcasts. Let's get a uh let's get a recap here of all ten rounds. First we heard Ray Charles hit the road Jack road into Jack. Jackson five. I want you I back. Want you back, back into Backstreet Boys. Boys. Quit playing games with my heart. Uh, all I want to do is make love to you, too. Still haven't found what I'm looking for in her. Cold as ice cube. It was a good David Bowie. Heroes Royce car washed out. Feel it all around. Feel uh, it all around. Those last couple, I'd say. <laughs> you can't oh, get it. Come on. <laughs> No one's ever said that series of uh, words, Caleb. <laughs> make it easy at the beginning so you guys know what's going on, and then you have to make it more challenging at the end. Well, then you change up the rules that it goes from like you know F O R into a band to D A Y. Like you're dropping the Y in David. Oh, Rolls Royce. Phonetic. <laughs> no, all right, all right, all right. I'll let it slide, and I'm very happy that we got a few of them. Oh, you let it slide. I'm going to send you money. $30. I'm going to do it right now, cry baby. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you for that new game, Caleb. Hey, you guys. Thanks for playing. 50, happy 50th. 50th episode. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. Here's the 50 more. Should we get back into hackers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it, please. I'm not talking because I'm sending you guys money. <laughs> <laughs> do it later. Do it later. Yeah, no, on. no. This is the way it works. <laughs> Pause for Venmo, listeners. $2 in the bank. (laughs) We have uh, on Venmo handles, we have at Nick-Lagrasta. We have at Chris Darden. And we have, for some reason, Caleb Brown 7. I'm not sure why. For some reason. We're going to get hacked, bro. (laughs) Jumping back into hackers. This is track nine. Prodigy, once again with one love. Like we've got another track from uh, Prodigy here that is uh, before they maybe had a vocalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was off the same album, and this is uh, I think scoring another hacking montage. Yes, it is the great hack showdown uh, between <laughs> Angel and Joe. It is good. It is good. Yeah, they. Ru- this saw- is the, uh, the the big hacking war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They ruin Agent Gill's life. <laughs> Oh yeah, the uh, the FBI agent or Secret Service agent yeah. or one of the two. I can't remember. It's the guy from uh, from The Wire, and then he went on to be um, 
the Jack Ryan show on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's in that. It's like in the movies, it was James Earl Jones in one of those Harrison Ford movies. And then um, Morgan Freeman was in one. And then, yeah, it's this guy in the TV show. He's good. Yeah. He's really good. His life gets ruined. He's at a restaurant trying to uh, pay with his credit card and they've uh, they've ruined his credit card. But for some reason, the, the waiter <laughs> comes to the table. Usually, if your credit card gets denied, they'll just say like, hey, can you like try another card? They come to his table and they cut it in half in front of him with yeah. a pair of scissors. And he's like a little dramatic. He's like with other people at the restaurant, you know, it's just yeah. like the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to you. This guy, it's like, uh, have you ever seen a thing where somebody digs up some photo from like the Civil War that looks like Keanu Reeves and they're like, what the fuck? Uh, this, <laughs> this guy looks exactly the same, even though I'm like a baby when this movie comes out. Yeah. I mean, not a baby. It's this guy, he's always been a middle-aged man and he always <laughs> will be. And it's awesome. He's like 25 in this. <laughs> he's 25. But he's probably, I think he's, pay, he's playing like a 45-year-old. And yeah. now he's like a like a sixty year old playing a forty five year old. <laughs> what were the rules in the hacking thing in the hacking showdown? They were like, there are no rules except you have to use your own password collection. You can't uh, hit up any fellow hackers for any tips. Yeah, but other than that, it was like it's just who can embarrass him the worst is who wins the hack showdown. They're like, uh, because we're feuding, we are going to bully a federal uh, officer. Our only crime is curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> curious. <laughs> we're curious. <laughs> just getting hauled away. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> also, I hope Freak got out of jail. Like, it looks. Oh, yeah. You never, you never know what happened to Freak. He's my favorite character, and yeah, he gets arrested, and then you, you never see him again. And is Con Air like in the same cinematic world, and he just becomes <laughs> oh, that character? <laughs> I think it's the same. I think that yeah, even Dangerous Minds, Dangerous Minds, he was like living out in L.A. for a while. Yeah, and then he Michelle Pfeiffer gets him interested in learning, and then he comes out to New York, and he's a hacker, and then he gets <laughs> locked up. Yeah, it's a, his, his fate has it's been reads. sealed. Yeah. <laughs> But in oh man, the character that plays Nikon uh, like looms very large. Or the, I said the character actor because uh, he was in The Crow before mm-hmm. this, and mm-hmm. he was like one of the bad guys in The Crow. He was the knife guy, yeah, kind of like uh, the Danny Trejo of the Crow Crow universe. <laughs> yeah. um, We've talked about doing The Crow for so long. We've got to. Oh yeah, I've just been putting it off because it's one of my favorites. I feel like no better uh, time than now. I want to wait until we're all in the same place so we can really dive in. Next That's week? one of my favorite my favorite like soundtracks from high school. Yeah, what is this like our fifth or sixth episode we've done remotely? Yeah. It is yeah, the fifth or like sixth, that. depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a pretty good job. It sounds pretty good. Maybe a little bit more of an editing burden than usual. Sorry, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Uh but Chris is getting back in town. Uh in the next week or so, and hopefully we can get back in the same room together yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, nice. we're in phase phase one of reopening the podcast. It, Until then, ends. if you if you have a look at our screens right now, there's just like numbers and equations flying, and they're like <laughs> they're reflecting all over our faces. But we're wearing sunglasses. Oh God, it's so it's a virus. Okay. It's a worm. <laughs> ah, yeah. Look at that. That's a worm. <laughs> How many screens? Okay, Fisher Stevens is talking to the budget and people in accounting. And he's like, I need more screens. 
I need more screens to fight the viruses. <laughs> My favorite thing, it seems like every character, it's like a it it's a good idea and also a bad idea because like it's a good idea in the movie that uh everybody has like very kind of branded like software and everything, but essentially everybody's running on a different operating system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm serial killer and I've got like my own web browser. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting one of those like fake hacker emails when I like had AOL and like you open it up and you click on it and your c- computer screen just turns into a big yellow smiley face <gasps> and it and it's like deleting all files <gasps> and then you start to freak out and it goes just kidding like have a good day. <laughs> I think the furthest I probably ever got into hacking was like using uh, like early file sharing to get illegal movies and yeah. music before Napster, like Kazaa and LimeWire and iMesh. One one step further from that was like Whereas, which was like FTP servers. Yeah. And uh, Brett, who's been on the podcast, sorry to out you. I'm not going to tell him your hacker name, uh, but he's got one. And so did I. And uh, we were on this like... Uh, forum for whereas and stuff and i remember whereas it was around the same time that brett uh accidentally hacked into nasa uh it was like a maintenance (laughs) computer he's just curious he's just curious but he dude he legit had like cia agents come to his house and they took his computer away (laughs) and he and he was in ninth grade eighth grade just that first that first scene in the movie where they like bust into the kid's house with like (laughs) You know, Guns assault drawn. rifles. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> it's his story to tell. I don't want to tell it, but it's a it's a great one. Oh my god! And like, I asked him jokingly about it, like you know, a couple of months ago, maybe, and he was like, "I don't think I understood like what that did to my parents as far as like how freaked out they were." He's like, he thought it was so funny at the time, but like, I'm sure his parents were mortified that the CIA came to their home. <laughs> all right dicky what do we got next that'll take us straight into track 10 this is stereo mcs with connected I still I still listen to the stereo MCs. I had this album on tape and I remember it was super cool because it was like a white tape. I think it was like one of my only white tapes. And uh I I maintain that this album is still really good. There's like some other like album tracks that are pretty great. I, I this is like I've heard you mention stereo MCs before and I was like, I bet this is a Caleb favorite band without even hearing you talk about it good, man. i mean they're like uh they remind me a little bit of like happy mondays kind of that uh you know the manchester sound in the 90s it's definitely incorporating a lot of like hip-hop influence into whatever weird kind of big beat things happening in england but uh 
I think I think we've good. talked about them before on the podcast. They were featured in Wayne's World too in the movie, but they did not make it onto the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They had a really great song called uh, "Step It Up." Yeah, it was played when they um, go into the gay club and they like perform before they perform YMCA oh, yeah. as they're being chased by Christopher Walken. Uh, but like, I mean, this song like pre. Uh, COVID, this was my jam when taking the subway into work every day. Yeah. I would listen to this song on the subway. What? And it's it's a great it's a great song to the listen song. to while you're on a train. <laughs> Stereo scenes are good. Like I, if I'm going through the soundtrack, I think that um, I would probably say. I mean, spoiler alert: we haven't finished, but uh, like that orbital song, the Halcyon, on and on and on. Like that's like an iconic '90s song that I'll probably say is maybe my favorite song on here, but. I still listen to Stereo MCs like on the regular. I think that I think that album's really good. All right, all right. You know, agree to disagree on some things, fellas. <laughs> um, this is playing when um, Angelina Jolie's character Kate is having a party, and yeah, yeah. I guess they just—I guess she's she hates uh, Johnny Lee Miller at this point, and she's like, "What is he doing here? Get him out of here!" <laughs> and so. Uh, I, I will. She's like one of the most believable characters, and that her mom is like a <laughs> successful novelist and is never around, and she's just like yeah, a New yeah. York club kid that got into hacking and dresses insanely. I believe that. I believe her. I like that she she like has a boyfriend that she doesn't really like. Yeah, just because he's like he's like ah he's got a bicycle and he's like good looking more and than a bicycle like, he's got a motorbike uh, a motorbike <laughs> but i it's like everybody's like oh yeah like what's that guy's deal it's like he doesn't have a deal he's like a nothing but it's like oh okay it's like yeah this lady knows what she wants and that's cool and then she meets a guy that's like more her type yeah it's a, i feel like this is like a a good for like a 90s if you watch like any any movie that came out when i was in high school about high schoolers it sets so many bad examples. And I feel like this one doesn't, even though it's about people committing federal crimes. <laughs> That's true. You know, everyone in the movie does have a really cool backpack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like very mesh. It's like a lot of nets, but, you know, oh, yeah. what's their, what's their manifesto? What's the creed? Like we are without religion. We are without uh, color of skin. We are brothers that only, want to be curious i don't know what this is <laughs> and the, the cop is reading it to the other cop and he's like manifesto yeah, but, one of the cops is like yeah that's uh that's cool he's like cool some uh, Dude, that's not just a cop that's fucking mark anthony yeah it's uh yeah like, uh, six-time latin grammy winner mark anthony <laughs> international superstar ex-husband to Chilo. jennifer lopez mark anthony Chilo. As like a shrimpy little federal agent. Yeah, he's like a narc in this. He's spying on high school kids. He sneaks into this party. He's like, yeah, he's undercover as a high schooler in this party. Those big glasses. Dead giveaway. His whole thing is that he's like, he's like, this is pretty cool. These 18 year olds are pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, man. It's like, can I get on the mic for a sec? Do you mind? I just want to sing two songs. (laughs) Just. Let's pull into track 11. We've got Ramshackle with eyes, lips, body, Macon vocal mix. Good 
not a uh, a bad track. When I was watching the movie, I noticed that there was that great massive attack song protection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also in a lot of the computer graphics, there's like little shout outs to massive attacks, album covers. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's like a little, uh, little Easter egg. And I was kind of bummed out. They didn't uh, get around to putting protection on the soundtrack. Cause that's a, uh, it's a great tune. They didn't make it on any of the three soundtracks, which is oh, it's a bummer, man. thing. Yeah. Too um, expensive. Yeah. Ramshackle. I did. I did kind of like this. Song. Uh, you guys make fun of me liking trip hop, but I think that this is like a pretty decent, like instrumental track i did see uh, on this on this group's uh wikipedia page that they one of their claims to fame is that they collaborated with steve winwood yeah i didn't have i didn't have the heart to check that out <laughs> steve winwood of traffic fame <laughs> the final things are not trip hop <laughs> steve winwood oh boy i love winwood oh man i've been jamming to him lately I was trying to think. He's like maybe a lesser Phil Collins, I would say. Yeah, I mean, he was... What was the original group he was in? The John Spencer explosion or something? I uh, hope. There's like I, I don't know, Spencer but I do, like, I do like that band name. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. You guys talk, talk about That's like a ska nightmare <laughs> band. Spencer Davis group. That's uh, like I get it confused with rock a fire explosion the uh <laughs> fun time pizza band <laughs> you guys want to get into uh track 12 yeah, there's not too let's much to that. discuss about ramshackle but uh <laughs> let's i think we hit all the important points yeah. all right uh track 12 is urban dance squad with good grief brothers amazed keep them all in a daze with a wildfire blaze good grief This is that scene in the movie where it kind of seems like they're at a Rage Against the Machine house concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is house like party. So much off brand Rage Against the Machine that it's pretty painful. So much, even more painful that the song is called Good Grief. Yeah. <laughs> Good Grief, Good. Charlie Brown. It's like a Canadian uh, Rage Against the Machine. It's <laughs> trying to be kind of nice about yeah. it. Like, oh man, the government uh, censorship. Like, what are you going to do? Nothing, yeah. I guess. Good grief. You know, so helpless. Oh, man. I saw recently with everything that's going on in the news, I saw that uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against Machine, he like he posted some statement on Twitter. He's in support of cops, <laughs> like a, right? <laughs> I'm just saying a bunch of people were like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I used to enjoy your music, but... You know, I once you you have to infect everything with politics, and now I'm just not even. And people are like, "Wait a minute, you're you enjoyed Rage Against the Machine, but now that they're taking a political stand, you have it's like, wait, what? what? It's in the name, it's in the name. Somebody tweeted like, "Is the machine that you think that they're raging against like a dishwasher? <laughs> like what? Is- Man, oh, rap rock." 
if if I were like a stockbroker in 1993 and I was hearing rap rock songs, I would be like, well, this has got to be the next big thing. This has got to be what the future of music is. Rap combined with rock. It had a big had a big moment. I think about like Lincoln Lincoln Park. Yeah. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. It was never yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Rage against the machine. It's just like a little bit too <laughs> affected for me, but I appreciate them. This yeah. is this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. But yeah, they're this band is in the movie. Yeah. I assume that they're playing the Yeah, they're at the the uh, Laser and Blades Club. Um, those yeah, are the yeah. hackers with the TV show, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, I wish there was like a, <laughs> I thought it was, that was cool. And then I thought it was really dorky how into the show, the other hackers were. they're like, shut up, it's on. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> singing. like early on when Johnny Lee Miller is like hacking the TV program. And then later they're like watching some TV show. And then, uh, these guys hack in, it's like the pirate feed. I think that it's the thing that probably originally in New York, there used to be all these public access TV stations yeah, and they were, they were still functioning. I remember when I first moved here where you could, if you just got some rabbit ears, you could find, and they were just weird because there was a thing where you could just apply. Basically anybody that wanted to be on TV could, mm-hmm. but just nobody was watching. And it's a bunch of just weird shit. So the Chris Gethard show started. You just show up at the station. They provide everything for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the the original where it's like the, the weird right wing guys on there. And then he just like starts putting in like reruns of Outer Limits and stuff. Yeah. It's a great show, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Great show. laughs> I wanted I wanted to be Johnny Lee Miller. Now I am. And now I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Coming in on track 13, Machines of Loving Grace with Richest Junkie Still Alive, Sank Remix. songs that we've heard so far <laughs> yeah that song was uh was co-produced by uh sylvia massey who's a uh fantastic engineer and uh record producer and she recorded like the first couple of tool albums and uh, a lot of hard rock stuff but yeah you can definitely hear the kind of the the tool kernel floating around in there Some tool runoff it's funny yeah what i remember and it's totally true in like 1995 it's something you would describe now as like edm or but it was like electronic music there was kind of this tension between kind of disco-y dance electro and then uh you know like uh metal inspired industrial like uh ministry and uh, marilyn manson and that kind of uh nine inch nails and everything was kind of like swimmy everything it was very fluid and there were two, in my mind, very opposite aesthetics as far as like, um, 
all of this industrial stuff seems like so dated and bad to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas like when I hear something like stereo MCs, I just fucking love it. And I think it's great. I don't know. Well, like, yeah, the previous song we heard and this song both have the most unique voice that I guess 20 different bands tried to emulate. You know, I mean, you had the Tom Morello, like, or, or Tom Morello is not the lead singer to Rage, is he? Uh, Zach Della Roca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's trying to emulate his voice, and then everyone was kind of trying to emulate, like, the Tool guy's voice. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe not even Tool's voice, but. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the grunge voice. I, I think it's, like, more of an Eddie Vedder thing that turned into a Creed thing, which turned into, you know, it's like all that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some uh, spider chart that we can look at <laughs> that <laughs> documents all of this. I, remember, I don't yeah. think you can underestimate like how much this soundtrack changed people's lives. Yeah, man. This was... I remember when we first started doing this podcast, and you know, I was talking to neighbors and friends about coming on and being a guest. One of the neighbors in my old building, you know, was like, "Hey, I'm doing this podcast. It's about soundtracks," and he cut me off as soon as I said soundtracks, and he was like. Hackers, <laughs> you have to let me come on and do hackers because it. And then he, he got really emotional. He was like, "It, it changed my life." Oh. It's dude. This is. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. really?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, man." Like this movie and this soundtrack completely dictated my my path in life. Thinking back on <laughs> this conversation with my neighbor kind of made me chuckle. <laughs> so I was like, "I was like, really, man? Come yeah. on." Oh, no man it uh it's funny like i hadn't listened to this soundtrack front and back for a long time and then i i was like oh yeah like i remember and then i was like i was surprised with like how yeah i was like no this is fuck oh shit yeah i remember i remember every i mean i don't not these last two songs but it was like yeah like it had a big johnny light this is probably the first time i ever heard johnny rotten singing and uh didn't even realize it you know for like it was him yeah. the johnny ron was on that track i just I found know. out today uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean this was definitely a cd that if you were flipping through somebody's jewel cases and you saw it you were like oh whoa okay very cool hackers all right <laughs> like i remember it being a thing <laughs> my cousin had it it's awesome all right nikki let's uh, roll into the last track what do we got coming in hot Squeeze, heaven knows. I don't care what the world has to say. You should know that I love you. I love you. I love you today. I don't care what the world has to say. Heaven knows I love you. Love you today. left turn here with squeeze this is a very very late squeeze song squeeze were kind of a, a very i think they were a lot bigger in england but a very new wave band and I we think had them on was it reality the reality bites soundtrack with oh, temptation right. I believe yeah, so. yeah 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 tempted um yes that's right yeah. that's right so this is i think this is the song that closes out the movie can we talk about johnny lee miller's uh formal wear on his big date. Yeah. A ripped up a sweat suit. sweater, right? Well, he has a blazer on top, but then he's got a sweater that's it's 
it's a, it's not even like a low scoop. It just it's a flat. It's like way down. It's above the nipples, but not by far. <laughs> not by much. It's, it's a very <laughs> very weird look. Like they go on their date and they're suddenly it's like I'm watching Demolition Man, yeah. where it's like. <laughs> It gets real futuristic at the end, real weird. Yeah, they yeah, and they jump into that pool, and then it's just like there's a uh, talk about these gratuitous shots. We had uh, the aforementioned gratuitous Angelina Jolie shot. There's one that's just like right on her crotch for like you're like why why oh what come on oh, how did they oh, leave boy. that in there? On this podcast, I'm usually fawning over some some young gentleman in a movie, but this. This is an Angelina Jolie movie. This is probably this might be my favorite of her movies. <laughs> Girl interrupted. Have you seen her in you the Changeling, I... dude? Come on, Changeling, Angelina Jolie, Tomb Raider, <laughs> Tomb Raider, Mister and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> I mean, the one thing in that last scene where they're uh, you know swimming in the pool on the top of the building, yeah. You know, if if I was going to be a hacker, like for some reason that he has control over like the lights in an office building, yeah. well, no, which is, is their friends are doing that. No, I it's thought their, he was. I thought, he hacked I, my takeaway was that he, he was like, "Hey, look what I did," and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, maybe she maybe, has that maniacal laugh." Because he maybe was prearranged. That's it, what he won the bed with. She was like, "Wait, did you even win the the competition?" He was like, "Well, check this out," and I did that. No, I think he says that because the fr- their friends were grading their their uh, like their um, oh, what do you call it hacks their comp- their competition. <laughs> yeah. And he said that yeah, she was like, I can't believe that they said you won. And he's like, Well, they only said that because they knew it was the only way you would go out with me. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because they've been like eye fucking each other for forty five <laughs> minutes of the movie. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe in this sweet. In the script, it's a sweet story. <laughs> maybe in the script, he was a lot uglier, and they're like, "Ah, we need to get." <laughs> it's funny. Like, there's so many uh, movie reviews when I read people bitching about like two leads not having chemistry, and I always, I always feel like it's like overrated. Where I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're like blaming these two leads for not having chemistry, where the movie's just not good and the writing's not good." Um, but like every once in a while, you're like, "Oh yeah, those the people seem like." weird together and in this one this movie i feel like they have real chemistry and also they got married like shortly after yeah and then divorced four years after that <laughs> yeah but they stay friendly <laughs> how are you supposed to compete with uh billy bob thornton he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was uh, he refused to give her a vial of his blood and uh she was like that's what i'm into so please billy bob give me your blood um, to be fair, there might have been the, the buffer period where she was like making out with her brother. I was going to say, to your point, Nick, if that's what hacking was, was like being able to hack into a building. I was very impressed with how digitized the 1995 world was. Like, you know, their computer system at their high school was able to be hacked into. If you go to like most offices today, People are still using like you know like uh, <laughs> paper employee punch cards and stuff. Like, it, there's no way um, that high school was digitized in 1995. When I was in high school, I used to get away with some shenanigans by hacking. By hacking, I meant that there was an office lady that liked me, and I would just walk in. She would like sign things for me. It's a type of hack. <laughs> 
1995 was the release of Windows 95 by Microsoft. Boom. Damn. Changed everything. I can't remember if it was the 95 release. There's a famous internet video of like one of the Microsoft like uh, big like release parties that they're having. And it's Bill Gates and like a few of the other guys. Steve Baumer. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're releasing Windows ninety five, and they all start like dancing to. I can't remember if it was like "Start Me Up" or something. <laughs> it was like maybe that release, and it's famous as one of the worst like dancing videos <laughs> yeah. recorded of all time. I've seen that, and I've seen a uh, Steve Baumer like losing his mind on stage, and he's like running around and screaming, and then he's easily winded by the screaming, and then he twists his ankle from yelling. <laughs> I think that's the same video. I think they're just other parts of it. Might be, hopefully. <laughs> that's uh, going to take us straight into rating the hacker soundtrack that's on a right. scale of uh, zero to fifteen. Uh, you know, hacks. <laughs> <laughs> zero to fifteen hacks. All right, Chris. Uh, as, is, as is our tradition, Chris has to lead off. Oh wait, um, no. I'm hacking. I'm <laughs> hacking you. You have to go first, Caleb. You've been hacked, dude. It's the 50th birthday. <laughs> you just got hacked around, dude. <laughs> one, I think I'm gonna do my recommendation first, so maybe this will fuck up our whole. Uh... Anyways, I'll do it. God damn it. Whatever. He was literally doing like, the, the old like uh, payphone hacking, where he was just making noises <laughs> over his microphone. He thought he could get me to do things. Yeah, dude. The best hacker of all time was Michael Winslow because he could make all the, <laughs> the noises. <laughs> Um, yeah i'll go first i don't care anymore um if it screws everything up i don't care anymore i don't care anymore uh zero out of 15 hacks um there's a few stinkers on this but i think you know there's three editions of this soundtrack which is unfair for everybody uh i'm looking at the track list right now there's some it, it all goes pretty well together i think maybe except for squeeze towards the end and the phoebus apollo isn't that great either but um i think it's a solid soundtrack i'm gonna give this uh a 12.2222229999 so <laughs> 12 12.2 <laughs> 12. oh, decimals <laughs> nick what do you think uh man on a scale of zero to uh, 15 hacks i mean this soundtrack has a lot of cool electronic music of the time which is i think true of most electronic music through history (laughs) um i mean every now and then you get these things that uh you know are are good forever uh like the stereo mc song i i'm still excited by (laughs) and listen to constantly um I'm going to have to give this an 8.5 hacks. 8.5. All right. Um, it's funny. I I think that I know that I could never rate this uh, objectively because, <laughs> I don't know, listening to it again after all these years, I like got pulled back in so hard in the same way that I love this movie that I know is not great, but <laughs> I think it's pretty great. Um yeah, that Stereo MC's song is legit really good. I would say that the Underworld song, I think, is really good. Um, the Prodigy tracks are dated, but 
I think still hold up a little bit. The Orbital song, I think, is pretty great. Besides that, ooh, like that late, like that late clump of rap rock stuff really, really bums me out. <laughs> uh, late clump. Late clump. It's a bad, New a band, bad dude. Yeah. I, I say, this is a soundtrack without a bad cover. That's as far ooh. as I can tell. That's true. Which is which is a rare beast. Um, I don't mind the squeeze song. I I'll give this a a twelve point two two nine 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 whatever nice. Chris gave it. I agree. I think this is a pretty solid a pretty oh. solid nineties gem. It goes well with the movie, man. You know, um, it does it does go well with the movie. I'll give it that. But the movie the movie is trying so hard to be cool. <laughs> And but I but the soundtrack I think does a does a better job. It's it's trying to be cool, but it does a better job than the movie is trying to be cool. I think this movie is fucking cool, man. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. There's a song that is glaringly missing from the soundtrack, and it's the Grand Central Station, uh, deep by deep cover. Uh, and it's the one. It's played several times in the movie, and then like the final hack scene, somebody is wailing on the guitar. And it's kind of a departure. It's, it's David yeah. Gilmore. It's what? David Gilmore. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's it's David Gilmore and some other singer songwriter just doing like some like pre Law and Order. Like just uh, imagining him in like a room full of candles, just like <laughs> while uh, they're hacking the planet. Anyway. All right. And also, well, to the music supervisor of Hackers, like you should have put the Massive Attack protection song on here. No, come would have sold more copies, dude. Come on, just pay the money. You know. They paid the money for the shot in the movie inside uh, Grand Central Station. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah. like cost an arm and a leg. So, like, just pay thirty extra grand for the Massive Attack song. <laughs> you know? I should say that uh, this movie is streaming on HBO Go, yeah. HBO Now, HBO Max. Um, what is HBO Max, listeners? Right in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no one Anyways. knows. It's got TNT shows. But it's time to recommend a song to the track listing Spotify playlist, our favorite computer song. Caleb goes first. Uh, my track. It's funny. We were talking about this earlier. There's there's like a weird window of computer songs because <laughs> there was a few years where people were excited about computers and it was like... <laughs> to write a song about computers and then that ended super quick and everybody was like this computers are the lamest shit <laughs> and then they went, they went from the lamest shit to the, the shit that everybody has to use so quickly that it became it went from like obscure lame to like mom lame so quick that there's there's actually not that many songs my song is from 1979 which i think is like right in the uh like the nascent the nascent heyday of songs about computers this is uh it's an English artist that I, I haven't listened to a ton of his stuff. I'm really into this song. He supposedly uh, influenced a lot of artists, including Brian Eno, with some experimental records uh, in the 60s and 70s. His name is, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce it. I believe it's Basil Kirchin, and the song is Silicon Chip. Kids will grow faster Flowers will
And Caleb, for the uh, listeners at home, what is a silicone chip? Uh, that's hard to say. <laughs> it's a part of a computer. It's one of the uh, the biggest parts. I believe uh, Angelina Jolie's top of the line uh, 45-pound laptop had a silicone chip in it uh, to help refreshing speed. <laughs> I remember when they came out with a Pentium chip and they could never top it. So I guess we're still using those Pentium chips. Mm-hmm. I'm still on a gateway. Chris, what, do, uh, <laughs> what track do you got for us? I've got a track from 2006 uh, by a band called Mastercraft. And it's the first track on their debut album, The Looks. Uh, And this song is called Work On You. Let's hear a little bit of that. Loving the uh, the vocoder. Yeah, it's very uh, computery sounding song. <laughs> computery guy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think the Mastercraft's very dancey. It's a, uh, if you don't know them, they're a duo out of uh, Canada. And uh, I don't think they ever topped that first album. Uh, and they ended up kind of being a little bro and douchey towards the end of their. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was one of the guys from DFA 1979, yeah. right? Yeah, Death from Above. Um, it's like JFK and AKA are their names or something like that. Um, yeah. But um, I picked this because they're, the music video of this, it's two, uh, two robots that fall in love and one dies and the robot is trying to build the other robot back. Uh, it's a great little music video. They look like, you know, anime transformer robots. Uh, but they're like, you know, in the drug, uh, I guess, disco-y robot scene, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, no, great song. I remember jamming to it all through college and uh, computery. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Chris. Nikki, what do you have for us? I could not choose this track. A little bit of an obvious choice, but this is from 1985. This is off the album, The New Zap For You. This is Computer Love. Yeah, Zap. Yeah, Zap is a uh, genius band uh, helmed by Roger Troutman, who uh, kind of sounds like he's singing with a vocoder sometimes, but he he was a pioneer of that uh, the talk box yeah. sound where he would like plug his uh, mini Moog or his synth, uh, you know, through the device, through the tube in his mouth, and uh, you know, kind of like play with the keyboard and the 
and the vocal sound. But, I mean, he there's clips of him on TV shows kind of demonstrating that technology back in the 80s, and he's really, like, excited by it. You know, he'll, he'll be like, computer, and, like, give a wink at the camera. He used the shit out of that vocoder, man. <laughs> like, oh, man. Every song he did, ah, wanna be your man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of their music too has like been sampled uh what like california you know is like the hip-hop sample mm-hmm. they've got some uh some funky tunes and uh you know computery well so, some is zap and roger and then is is did they just end up going with zap or is it i can't i think zap and roger was like an offshoot of zap oh nice if <laughs> i'm not mistaken but okay. we'll we'll uh we'll check in with roger yeah we'll call roger up <laughs> He answered. We get his message machine. It's like you am reached, Roger. <laughs> Leave a message. All right, Chris. Good Chris, pick. Oh, thank you guys. Uh, thank y'all. Favorite of mine. Uh, Enjoyed going down memory lane. That is our fiftieth. Oh God! Episode. Thank you, Woo! Caleb. Thank you, Nick. Oh man! Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Chris <laughs> and Nick. I mean, we've got to thank Smash Mouth, Days of the New, the Lemon Seeds, the Wallflowers, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. How could we forget Kravitz? Oh my God! Booba Stank. We got to thank Left Field. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> and Steven Tyler for hosting. <laughs> Steven Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh, guy from Holland Oats. What's his name? He used to play in Holland Oats. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Hall, John Oats. <laughs> Not either of those, the saxophonist. Thank you to uh, the lawyer, Walter Becker, <laughs> who called uh, Kelsey's parents, and uh, Donald Fagan, his attorney. <laughs> we thank you for all your legal efforts. Yep. Oh man, this is what we're gonna. Uh, this is what's gonna kill our podcast. The web crawler is gonna get this gonna song. Yeah. All right, let's cut it off. Yeah, shut her down. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. We love you. We hope you're safe. Right in. Give us your recommendations. Thank you to Tina Fey. <laughs> Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>